Welcome to Season 3 from A Lancashire Lass with me, Lucy Baxter. Joining me today is Lucy from Origin Bakehouse. It's a bakery in Preston. We're going to be talking all about what you can get at this amazing spot as well. But first, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. No, no worries at all. So talk to me a bit about how long Origin Bakehouse has been running and when the business was set up. We opened initially in 2019, so three months before the first lockdown, <laughs> so not the best timing. But um, we we did do some opening in lockdown. We did like takeaway only and all that sort of stuff. But it's really changed in the last, say, last year, the year before maybe, um, and we really we've changed into a bakery because before I'd say we were more of a cafe so yeah so it's changed a lot in the past couple of years and how did you come up with the name oh I always get this question um I think I'd say that um we always make everything ourselves all our food so we know the origin of all our products so that's how what I'd say when we first opened it was called origin juice and brew bar but as we got more into the bakery side of things, we decided to switch the second part to Bakehouse. Mm-hmm. Have you okay. always kind of enjoyed baking and from when you were a child? Is it something that you've kind of, I don't know, always wanted a career in and to own your own cafe or bakehouse? Yeah, I mean, I've been baking, I can remember, like four years old, uh, baking with my mum and my nana taught my mum. So it goes back quite far. And then... You know, I've been baking my own like cakes by myself since I was about eight years old. Um, only in recent years did I really think about a career in it because I went to school and it was like you go to school, you go to uni and just kind of follow on from that, get a career. But um, I left school in when I was in um, year seven, year eight, actually year eight. And so that gave me like a lot of opportunities. It really opened up the possibility that I could have my own business because I had plenty of time at home. So it really came from that, I think. And what kind of things do you make at the bakery? Um, so we do a lot of sourdough. So I make sourdough bills and then we do brunch and we'll serve the brunch on sourdough. We also do like smoothies, smoothie bowls. We do speciality coffee. And then the thing that we're most known for is our homemade bakes and pastries that we do on the counter. So what kind of bakes are there there? So let me imagine what there is, if you will. Yeah, Um, they're all vegan, all our bakes. We occasionally do gluten-free ones as well. We do croissant, pan au chocolat every day. Then we have all sorts of pastries like cinnamon buns, danishes, different twists with fillings we do twice baked croissant and then we also do cakes and cookies as well. with like the twice baked croissant it's like talk to me about that process and also I'm guessing like pastries typically are, they're quite fatty aren't they in terms of like butter so what's your supplement to make them still like as flavorful if you will but with like a vegan supplement yeah so if we start with the croissant um 
we replace that usually glaze them with eggs so we replace that with a vegan alternative um to make them shiny that's what you usually use egg for and then the butter in the middle we it took a while like a couple months for me to find a good butter that worked the same way because a lot of vegan butters they usually do spreadable so they'll melt and everything so we found a really good one and then I just got better at the recipe and trialed it and practiced it and we couldn't tell a difference like in the end that when we had a, a normal class on with butter and we had the vegan one we really couldn't tell a difference and the, the flavor just comes through with the butter once you've baked it so yeah I think it's I think it's great and then with the twice baked ones they we use um like croissants from the day before so it's a great way to reduce waste and then we fill them with all sorts of fillings. We do pistachio ones, almond, definitely our most popular ones, and jam and everything. And then I do some nuts on the top and ice and sugar. And I'd say that they are the most popular, most popular pastry that we do. They sound so good. Is that like a recipe you've come up with then to kind of help reduce the waste of like the fresh croissants the day before? Yeah, I mean, almond croissant have been around for a while and I've always loved those. And they've been a way to reduce waste for bakeries but we have made our own obviously making them all vegan and then we've decided to do all the fillings as well so like sachet ones and and try and not just stick to the plain almond ones although they're absolutely delicious we've you know made it a bit more interesting with different flavors I guess like that's something that people who have catering and and food kind of shops have to think about the the waste aspect because I saw something on the on the um on the the Zac Efron Down to Earth series on Netflix, saying how like there's like fifty five percent of a fish that like would you'd eat is wasted, like and there's so much so much food wasted a year it could feed three billion people. Like, yeah. do you feel like that's a pressure you've got to kind of do your part to help with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You'll always have more waste as a business than you would just in your house. But um, we're always thinking of ways, like I say, with the twice-baked pastries, we do loads of different things. I'll use like the trimmings off all the croissant and make a loaf out of it. And um, yeah, we're always thinking of new ways to make like um, scraps from pastries or ones from the days before because pastries, they really, they're just a one-day thing. Um, mm-hmm. So we're to reduce with that. And then um, with meat and stuff, because that's like an important thing. And especially with a lot of our customers being vegan, um we you know we don't want to have a lot of meat left over so we we do a lot like sandwiches on the counter we do a lot of those each day so we decide how many to make so then we can decide how much to buy and that really helps with not having meat left over and and stuff like that yeah and I guess like your croissants are like you to like the most popular baking in the shop what's your favorite thing that you you bake then like or something potentially you'd want to add to the to the shop that you may be working on currently? So I love the pastries, absolutely. But also, I'd say the sourdough, that is something that I really want to work on. It's a really difficult thing, and that definitely took me the most time to get used to and to, to perfect. I mean, I'm probably saying there's still room for improvement, but um, I do a white sourdough, and then I've just started doing seeded ones so I'd love to do, I know you can do chocolate ones and like rye, sourdough and different breads. So I think the bread is definitely something to look into. Yeah, sourdough is incredibly difficult, isn't it? Because you've got to make that starter. Yeah. That kind of 
ferment I guess and then you've got to add that and you've yeah it's really difficult I've looked and tried to do the process and and I guess with breads like breads can quite easily be vegan can't they because you don't require any milk you don't really require butter some recipes you can just use oil would you say they're quite um I guess a a staple food that's already out there that's vegan that maybe people don't think you know is vegan if you will yeah, I mean, we do get questions sometimes saying, is all your bread vegan? There's stuff like sourdough. Sourdough is made on the fact that it's only got a few ingredients like water, salt and flour. That's why you make the starter so that, you know, it's just made off those three ingredients. But other breads we do, like we do rolls for breakfast sandwiches and um, we do like ciabatta on the counter. They do have like oil in like instead of the butter I do make some loaves sometimes with um, plant milks so yeah you just have to find like the substitutes first and then practice and make sure that they are actually good substitutes yeah you can be done yeah so how many people are there baking these things and I guess what time do you have to wake up in the morning to get going <laughs> with it all yeah quite early I, I wake up at five o'clock at the moment I found a way to make the pastries the day before so that I can bake them as soon as well they have to prove but bake them quite early in the morning so five o'clock is when I wake up and it's um just me and my mum at the moment baking I usually take care of the pastries and bread and then she does basically all the fillings and she does the cakes and the cookies so it's just us baking and is that the vegan aspect kind of a thing of demand as well as as I guess your own preferences is it and is it quite a popular a popular thing to kind of all for everything to be vegan I guess it's ideal it's really ideal for 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 them if if that's what they want yeah well when we first opened I was still eating dairy I still ate meat and everything and we didn't really do that many options and then veganuary came around and a lot of people were asking about it we were still new so we weren't that popular at that time um, and we didn't really know what we were doing. And then we just kind of introduced more vegan stuff. And I think it was maybe last January. We, I said, for January, let's just do everything vegan and see how it goes. And people absolutely loved it. So we thought, why don't we just keep this up? It's not any more difficult for us at this point anyway. And, you know, when vegan people go into a place, usually there's like one option and it can sometimes be like flapjack or coffee cake, like brownies, like the same sort of stuff, which they're lovely, but once you've had them a couple of times, you'd like to try something different. So we just decided to make everything vegan. So they all had the option and we knew that it wasn't compromising on taste for people who still ate dairy and eggs. So yeah, it really worked for us and the customers liked you. We got more vegan customers and customers who aren't vegan seem to enjoy them just as much so yeah it you say that you do you still do coffee and, and brunch as well we do yeah so why don't you talk to me a little bit about kind of I guess what's on the brunch menu when it's served and, and things like that yeah okay so we're open Wednesday to Saturday and the whole time that we're open we serve brunch we do takeaway and sit-in brunch um as much of the brunch menu is made by myself and my mum so we've got like stuff like granola bowl. So we make the granola and we make the stewed fruit to go with it. The avocado toast, I make the bread. My mum, you know, makes the avocado taste nice with herbs and all that sort of stuff. 
anything we've got like tomato beans on there that's quite popular and you can have an egg on there as well and um, and we'll mix the tomato beans it's like a, a baked beans um substitute sort of thing um yeah so we serve it all day and we just make as much of it as we possibly can yeah, it sounds absolutely delicious. I love a granola bar. I feel like it's such a healthy kind of way to to start the day. Um, yeah. And then you were touching on like the coffee you've got. So you said they were like really specialised coffee. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so we get our coffee roasted in Bradford. Absolutely lovely people there. We went um, before we opened and we met them and we saw the whole process. And it's like a family run business as well. So that was amazing. Um, we've, had, we've used those the whole time. So we know that our beans are coming from a good place to start with. Um, all the girls that we have working there, they are all trained on the coffee and steaming the milk and all sorts of stuff like that. So they know exactly what they're doing. Um, we also have stuff like matcha latte and chai latte and then our hot chocolate, which we make the basis of the hot chocolate as well. So there's a lot of that love that goes in, into even the drinks and we make sure that they're up to quality as well. Yeah, it's really clear, like just from talking to you now, that that you kind of you you want everything to kind of be from scratch. You want to make it yourself and know where it comes from, which is so important today as well. In terms of like, um, <clears throat> I was learning about decaf coffee. If someone wants a decaffeinated coffee, depending on what brand you buy in the supermarket, sometimes the caffeine is stripped by nail varnish remover, and like oh, when you when you look into stuff like that you realise actually a lot of what we eat, we don't know the origins. No. And re- regardless of kind of if you eat meat, if you're vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, anything, it's important, isn't it, to know where where the food comes from and how it's treated, if you will. Yeah, I mean, we feel a lot of responsibility um, for what we're giving people because they choose to come to us and they choose to spend money as well. So, and sometimes they'll come for lunch at work and yeah we feel a lot of responsibility that we're giving them good stuff and then if we're not making it or even the like the ingredients that we buy before we make something we need to know where they're coming from and that it's you know fully vegan if it's a vegan um item on the menu or that it's you know made well and it's made with love and not with anything that we don't know really what it is yeah do you think more people are getting like that kind of now wanting to be wanting to be more sustainable and wanting to kind of know as well where their food comes from like I don't think it's I don't think people were like that a few years ago were they no no I don't think so either I don't know if it's anything to do with COVID and people having more time or anything but like say even people who aren't vegan and they'll eat meat and you see a lot more grass-fed meat or organic meat we use all um, organic milk and everything people always ask us do we have organic milk so, yeah, I think it is just in recent years and people may be taking more care because they know that what they put into their bodies is really important in terms of their food. So I think that's where it's come from. Yeah. Do you ever, obviously, with bacon being a hobby like you've done since you were a child, do you ever kind of get fed up of it being your hobby and your work and everything like that? Do you ever get fed up of wait, waiting for some bread to prove? Or do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'd say possibly sometimes but very very rare I think we do a lot of changes on our menu so like the baits on the counter they change every single day we do repeat stuff that's popular like cinnamon buns and almond croissant 
But apart from that, we change them absolutely every day. So we've always got something different to make each day. And it's kind of exciting and different ways to decorate them, especially like the cakes. Um, and now and again, I think I find myself like, I don't know, I'm a bit shocked that this is what I'm I'm doing with my life. And this is like a career and I can see it going like far further than it is at the moment. So I'd say I'm more just like really excited for it. Yeah. What is there anything you're currently working on that will be in the shop soon or a recipe or anything you're trialing? Uh, I'm always trying to find time to practice new bakes and more exciting ones or new ones, stuff that people haven't even seen in other places before, if possible. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff planned for the just this year, even next year as well. Um, we're looking for, for more people at the moment, really, so that we can continue making more stuff each day because we keep selling out and we sell out very early as well sometimes. So I'd say mostly we're just looking to do more of what it, we are doing currently. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So for people who might not know where you are and I'm trying to imagine where whereabouts you are on the on the road why don't you just tell me kind of whereabouts the shop is yeah so if you to come out of the main entrance out of the train station yeah and we're turning right that's up to Fishergate up into town yeah we're we're on the left so we're further out of town Mm -hmm. and you go down Fishergate Hill and then there's um English Football League on the corner of Westcliff and we're on the corner of there which is a great spot because we've got parking for free for an hour in Westcliff so yes we're a bit out of town but it's about eight minutes walk from the train station yeah and is that before you get to the very bottom where there's like the car garage and the pharmacy it's a bit further up it's it's further up than that yeah yeah oh it's I'm going to have to come and visit me and mum will come and visit sometime and and have have a brunch um so I guess my final question is kind of if people are wanting to to come and visit obviously you've you've told me your opening hours and everything what's the best way for them to kind of follow along with the business or see maybe what bakes you've got that day or, or or that kind of thing yeah I'd say definitely our Instagram if they really want to keep up with what we're doing I post um quite regularly on the main feed just like more like specialise and I'll take time into the captions so they can really understand what it is that we're doing. But also on our Instagram stories, absolutely every day that we're open, I post what we've got available that day, whether we've got something gluten-free. And if we sometimes have to make stuff like more um, pastries during the day, I'll post that we've got some more out. And yeah, that's the best way to follow up, to keep up with us. And if people are wanting to follow you on Instagram, what's your um, handle? It's origin.preston. Oh, well, I think that's been so interesting to talk to you about. And I think it just sounds like a really, like a really good business. And like you're really thinking about lowering your wastage and helping the environment and just making things tasty and and coming from a good source. So I think everyone should definitely pay you a visit and, and have some nice treats. It sounds like it's amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) 
to keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire Lass, follow on Facebook and Instagram at from a Lancashire Lass.